Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Wednesday, March 29th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. Mine is Casey Daniels, and we're glad you're here today. You can join us on YouTube if you'd like. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So President Biden was speaking with reporters after he was leaving Washington, D.C. on his way to North Carolina, and he said that he has exhausted his ability to counteract gun violence via executive executive order. And he said, the Congress has to act. He said, I've gone the full extent of my executive authority to do on my own anything about guns. And then he went on to urge lawmakers to reinstate a federal ban on so-called assault weapons. This is the 1994 law he was referencing, which banned semi-automatic assault weapons and also large capacity ammunition devices. Okay. So, um, the reoccurring overarching theme of the day is that the president, we live in a world, a country where the president of the United States with no remorse, no hesitation, nothing will absolutely lie right to your face over and over and over and over again. And that regardless of what party or affiliation or ideology or whatever you may be should really, really bother you. Because reasonable people can disagree, reasonable people can have um, differing opinions, and that's the beauty of the country we live in, is that, that we can debate those and we can vote on those, and then somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. But when you have people who uphold, swear to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States, either willfully lying because they're just sociopaths and pathological liars or lying because they're mentally incapable of understanding the truth anymore. And maybe in the case of Biden, as as we talked about earlier, it's both meeting together. We're screwed. So we're going to play you a little audio about this. And in this audio, I mean, he claims things that are just insane i think we cut out the part at the beginning and i wish i'd have left it in now but it, it, it's fine where he's talking about his kids owning certain types of guns well your one kid is dead and hunter can't legally own a gun remember we've talked about how he lied on his gun application yeah. so no he doesn't own that or shouldn't be or maybe that's an insight we need to look into him even more if he does okay there's a lie he talks about if people can't own flamethrowers that's why we ju- we did a segment not that long ago about their first sale on Elon Musk or somebody was selling them, weren't they? Well, was it Chris, Bezos? Who was it? Christy Nome got one as a Christmas gift in North Dakota. Yeah, Amazon or somebody was was selling them. They're totally legal. It says that you can't own a machine gun. You absolutely can own a machine gun. I mean, the guy just lies and lies and lies and lies, and nobody ever holds him accountable for it. But our states, you know, everybody thinks somehow the Second Amendment is absolute. You're not allowed to go out and own a an automatic weapon. You're not allowed to own a machine gun. You're not allowed to own a flamethrower. You're not allowed to own so many other things. Why in God's name do we allow these weapons at war on our streets and at our schools? According to law enforcement, the shooter in this horror had two assault weapons and a pistol. And what in God's name are we doing? 
These guns are the number. Gun. This is hard to believe. I never thought when I started my public life that guns would be the number one killer of children in America. Guns, number one. It's sick. And overwhelmingly, a majority of gun owners agree. We have to do something. Not just everybody. The gun owners agree. There's, there's a moral price to pay for inaction. Okay. Last year. Gun owners do not agree that we have to do something about the guns. Now, mm-hmm. if you want to say you got to keep maniacs like this person mm-hmm. who should have been institutionalized a long time ago from a, getting a gun, then okay, we're open to that conversation. The problem is here in Indiana, we have a red flag law and the uh, steam prosecutor of Marion County doesn't enforce the red flag law and then you get a shooting like at the FedEx building. So what good is the damn law mm-hmm. if the person doesn't enforce the law? We do not need more gun laws in this country. Gun owners do not agree that we need more gun laws. You can buy a flamethrower. You can buy a machine gun. This guy is so sick in his obsession with blatantly looking the American people in the eye and lying to them, and w- nobody seems to have a problem with this, yeah. and I don't understand that. Nobody's calling him out on it, so tighter gun restrictions, they're going to do little more than erode liberties guaranteed under the Second Amendment, and... Some people are saying the more effective strategy is to focus on efforts to treat mental illness. And I would like to address that for just a second. So Biden's budget has $127 billion earmarked for the Department of Health and Human Services. Okay, this is discretionary money, right? Who is the director of the Department of Health and Human Services? Anybody? Xavier Becerra? No, Rachel Levine, right? Oh, well, a biological I, well, male. Yeah, well, that's she's she's under the, the assistant director. Y- yes, okay, yes. Yeah, I didn't want people to think Rob knows nothing about what he's speaking about. That's her boss. Xavier Becerra is her boss. Okay, Go ahead. Sorry. so the assistant director of the Department of Health and Human Services is a uh, transgender female. And while we're on the topic of mental health, we have a president with what appears to be cognitive issues. So Rachel Levine has said that changing kids' genders will soon be fully embraced. Wheels will turn on this. She's calling on big tech companies to censor misinformation about gender-affirming care. She's the one who wants to make normalizing gender-affirming care for kids a government priority. More from Biden. Biden says we owe the parents who lost kids in Tennessee action. He doesn't really specify what the action action is, is, though. They should still be with us as a nation. This is not hyperbole. As a nation, we owe these families more than our prayers. We owe them action. You know, we have to do more to stop this gun violence, ripping communities apart, ripping apart the soul of this nation. Protect our children so they learn how to read and write instead of duck and cover in a classroom. You know, we need to act. So he's considering visiting Nashville to meet with the members. Oh, he got there faster than Ohio. No, no, he's he's not there. He's considering. Oh, he's not gone yet. Yeah. He's not committed to going. He's no, considering. He's considering ah. it. He's going to think about well, it. Well, he's okay? still thinking about Ohio, too. So, uh, well, I'm sure he's very busy. He's got uh, some, some man to give the woman of the year award to or right. whatever yeah um all right casey let's uh it's a little earlier than i thought we might but let's take a break because uh, well 
we've started to see the property tax bills are now uh, coming in the mail. And oh, yes. You remember a year ago on this show when we read those assessed values and we told people what was going to happen to their property taxes and the Republicans down the street from us, despite having the power to do something about it, just went, nuh-uh, Rob Kendall doesn't know that for sure. He has no idea what they're going to be. Well, it looks like they're exactly what they said we're going to be. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans now are so bad on the property taxes, the Democrats are sending us nice notes. <laughs> we got a love letter from the Democrats, and we're going to share it with you on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and some trending stories, some quick hits for you. First one on top is Tupelo Honey. Have you heard of this place? Wasn't that a song? It was a song. It's also a restaurant, Tupelo Honey Southern Kitchen and Bar. It's a brand new food spot. They serve Southern dishes and traditions. Really, really good chicken and waffles. They've got a new one coming to Indy. It's going to be at 320 South Alabama Street, and it will open on Tuesday. It was also a song by Van Morrison. Yes. So is the restaurant better than the song? That's the question. The food is pretty good. Oh, you've been there. I I was at the one in Grand Rapids. Oh. Yeah, and it's pretty good. I'm excited that there's one coming to town. All right. You've placed your personal stamp of approval on it. Yeah. Also trending this morning, I don't know if you saw this, but this happened on Monday. The Philadelphia Phillies catcher, JT Ramuto. Yes. He was ejected. Yes. This was during a spring training game against the Toronto Blue Jays. It was an awkward ball exchange that followed a pitch clock violation. So let's let's set up. The spring training is still going on. This yeah. is where Major League Baseball players prepare to play their regular season games. JT Ramuto is the catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm-hmm. Guy, uh, Craig Kimbrell is the pitcher. Doesn't matter. He throws a pitch. It's close. The call, umpire calls it a ball. Right. And the catcher asks for a, a new ball, and uh, umpire kind of a little delayed giving him the ball. So the catcher pulls his glove back. He kind of just has his, his, it would be his left hand over his shoulder with his mitt open. He's not really looking. Umpire goes, drops the ball down, uh, ball drops to the ground, mm-hmm. and the umpire, in a fit of rage, ejects the sky. Ejects him from the game. From the game. Do we have some audio of that? Yeah, there's some audio of the play-by-play of that. <laughs> Kimbrough says, I don't like that call. Now, here's the action right here. And the umpire felt like Remilto took his bum out of the way, and I, I think Remilto didn't sense that the ball was on his way, so he just figured the umpire was throwing it back to the mound. Now, on the prior exchange, the umpire threw it out to Kimbrough. So, all right, you don't feel the ball. Get yes. nestled into your glove. So he wasn't even looking back at the umpire. He just pulled his glove down. Yeah, so here's what's going on in baseball, and we've talked about this. They've yeah. ruined baseball. <laughs> I mean, the, With the, the, pitch clock. the bags that are as big as a pizza box, mm-hmm. uh, you've got the pitch clock, you've got them banning the shift, you've got the, the stupid how many times you can throw over to first base rules, that you got to face X amount of batters. I mean, they, they, have, they are so desperate. They, baseball lives under a delusion that people are going to watch baseball if the game is two hours and 30 minutes instead of two hours and 40 minutes. They're not. 
people who watch baseball do not care about the time of the game. Certainly people who go to a baseball game do not care about the time of the game. What they are doing is they're alienating people who actually, like me, who actually watch baseball, who now cannot watch baseball this year because that's stupid. The other thing that sucks about baseball is the umpires. You know why it sucks? Because they have Especially a, that one. Well, because here's why this happens. These guys are in a union, mm-hmm. and because they're in a union, they are untouchable. And this is, I mean, the behavior by this umpire is completely ridiculous. But you see this stuff all the time now where the umpires want to be the star of the game. Mm. Instead of blending into the game, instead of just doing their damn job, mm-hmm. they want to be the stars. They want to be on TV. And you have stupid stuff like this in a spring training game, of right. all things, where the game doesn't even count, throwing a guy out of the game. Yeah, he's trying to show you up in a spring training game. Get lost. It really just looked like miscommunication to me, but what a a bizarre ejection that was. All right, finally trending, Garth Brooks and Dolly Parton. They're going to host the the, uh, Academy of Country Music Awards. This is the first time that Garth Brooks will be hosting the award show and the set, or any award show for that matter, and it will be the second time for Dolly. It's the 58th Academy of Country Music Awards. It's going to be on Thursday, May 11th at Ford Center in Frisco, Texas. That's where that will take place. All right, it's 20 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Uh, And Casey, I have been alerted by many people that their property tax bills are beginning to show up in the mail. And as we told you on this program, well, a year ago... Mm -hmm they are uh, markedly higher than they were a year ago. I had somebody send me um, something yesterday on their property taxes. And we have really just focused on year-over-year growth. The reality is this has been going on for a very long time in the state in which these assessed values are, are skyrocketing people's taxes to a point where they can't afford to live in their home. The problem is because the, the argument on this is, well, your value, your home went up. You should be very happy about this. If you sold your home, you'd make a huge amount of money. And move where? Where would you move? Yeah. Anywhere you're going to buy a home is going to eat up whatever profit. I mean, that, that is the, just the dumbest argument I hear from anyone. Unless you plan to live in an igloo somewhere or you plan to enter you know, an assisted living facility somewhere, the value of your home doesn't matter because it's going to be eaten up in whatever new home you build. It's not like your home is the only one that went up. Everybody else's house value is skyrocketing. Two, this guy sent me, he lives in about, I would say it's a probably a $200,000 home, give or take. And uh, it's just outside of central Indiana. And he he bought it for 107000 I think it was 2013 that he bought it. And his property taxes on this very modest, you know, home, by no means are you going to look at it and say, wow, that'll really be on the lifestyles of the rich and famous sometime soon, have gone from in 2018, they were, I believe, something like $800 a year. They are now over $1,600 a year. Oh, wow. For what? Yeah. Where does all the money Go And that's low. That guy's getting off cheap. But I'm doing that to say his property taxes in five years. So we're not talking about over decades. We're talking about in five years. Have doubled. Have doubled. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans in this state, last year they knew it was coming, Casey. They knew it was coming. If the radio people knew it was coming, shouldn't the people who earn $60,000 a year for working three months, mm-hmm. whose literal job it is 
to set tax policy in the state? Shouldn't they have known? Instead, they said, he's a blowhard. He's a shock jock. He's just looking for ratings. Don't believe what he's... He doesn't know. We did know. Because it's common sense that if your property taxes are based on a percentage of the assessed value of your home, Mm -hmm. that if the assessed value of your home skyrockets, your property taxes are going to skyrocket too. And now people are getting the bills and the Republicans are still sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, there are some minor bills that are warming their way through. I mean, they're slower than a snail's pace when it comes to naming a sandwich or preventing term limits. Well, those guys will tear a hamstring to get that to the governor's desk. <laughs> but when it comes to helping you, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's crickets. It's right. We'll, we'll get to you at the end of April. Maybe we'll help you out then. And it's so bad now that even the Democrats are like, Hey, you guys are doing a really good job talking about that, and we appreciate letting you letting us talk about it because the Republicans don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to share this letter? Yes, we had uh, last week. We had Cherish Pryor. I, mm-hmm. by the way, I just saw her this morning. We were chatting about just just this before we got this letter. Um, she is a state rep from Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. She has a couple ideas to help. Are they the best ideas in the world? No, but are they ideas? Mm-hmm. Yes. There's are they, something. Are they better than what currently exists, which is nothing? Yes. And she was willing as a Democrat. That's how pathetic these Republicans are. Not only are they void of any originality or void of any ideas, they'd rather just sit back and badmouth us for telling you what once again proved to be the truth when the Democrats, and boy, we are sure mean to the Democrats, as mean as we are to the Republicans on this show, we are way meaner to the Democrats. She was willing to waltz in here, mm-hmm. and she said, here's my ideas, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. And we, she answered questions. We can't get a single Republican to come in here and talk about uh, talk about anything with us, because they don't have any ideas, because they don't want to fix the problem. And so... Uh, Hannah, my friend mm-hmm. Hannah, who is the communications director for the Democrats, who uh, books the interviews when we have the Democrats. Think about that. The Democrats are more willing to come on and talk about tax policy than the Republicans. Mm-hmm. That's pathetic. She sent us a very nice note thanking us for all we do for the people. All right. It says, Robin Casey, I appreciate you getting Representative Cher- Cherish Pryor the opportunity to share your work on property taxes. It's easy to see why you have the audience you do. Thanks for your persistence and candor on the issues that far too few are willing to chat about. You both have unique ability to hold politicians accountable on both sides of the aisle. Indiana House Democrats remain grateful for the platform you've given us with your audience. It's hopefully a sign that people with different viewpoints can come Come together for the greater good of all Hoosiers. That was very nice of her, and that's from the Democrats. And think about when you roll throughout your day today, realize the Republicans control everything in this state. Everything. The Democrats have no power over anything. The Republicans knew a year ago. When you get these bills, mm-hmm. what was going to happen with these bills, mm-hmm. they did absolutely nothing. They were more obsessed at 11.45 at night fighting with me on social media or, in the case of the one guy, sending me a message at 1.30 who I've never even met or had a conversation with before. Not going to say what he was doing at 1.30 <laughs> about being mad that I was critical of the state sandwich rather than doing anything to help you. And even the Democrats, the Democrats. You don't, certainly don't think of the Democrats when you think of common sense tax policy. Even the Democrats are sending us letters going, yeah, something really has to be done right. with this. And we appreciate you being the ones that are willing to talk about we it. We know we have different viewpoints on most everything. But on this, let's try to work together. So what is the Republican plan? 
It's the Kendall and Casey show. <laughs> Voicemails are coming up next. It's 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 10.33, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Our phone number, 317-684-8444 if you'd like to contribute. You know, yesterday we had Jen who called in. She was the Olympian. Yes. And uh, she had some comments and I had said, hey, Jen, get a hold of me. She did. And I'm so glad about oh, that. We're, we're, we're building a, uh, a woman's coalition. We're going to get together. We're going to brainstorm and see what we can do. It's great. I love it. Uh, I'm glad you gals are gonna mm-hmm. do whatever you're gonna do yep um and i'll leave it at that okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so remember yesterday we had that uh, uh we were talking about fentanyl and the amount of people killed over seventy thousand people mm-hmm. in the u.s last year and i was talking about the the guy i work with at my other job and he's very open about this who had a very serious drug problem mm-hmm. and he was talking about how what a huge issue. He's now recovered, lives a very productive life. He's in leadership at the, the company I work for. But he was talking about how what a just absolute game of roulette it is now for especially younger people who are entering this pill game because, so, because of the price of the actual legal legitimate drug, mm-hmm. they are buying knockoff whatever and so much of this stuff is laced with fentanyl and they have no concept or idea because they are not like he was an experienced drug user that actually knew how to tell an experienced drug user if they're paying attention actually apparently knows how to tell whether you should (laughs) you will die if you put something in you or not right um not always, but a lot of the time. And he was saying these kids especially have no concept of this and they are dying by the dozens because you have these street dealers who are willing to kill somebody willing to and they they know what's in these drugs right in many cases they're the ones who are putting them together Mm -hmm. and they are willing to kill people for a buck and america better wake up to what's going on here and so we got a a phone call uh from somebody about that um really appreciate your comments this morning regarding the fentanyl uh epidemic really that is taking place in our country i'm a 33 year veteran of the fire department uh emt firefighter and Rarely a day goes by that we don't have at least one overdose per shift. Uh, And oftentimes it's multiple. And oftentimes it's multiple patients who've gotten the same bad batch of drugs that they've taken unknowingly uh, that ultimately um, either cost them their life or have a very, uh, you know, traumatic incident um, as a result of an overdose. Uh, sadly, I lost a niece uh, to an overdose uh, who was a drug user as well. So uh, the, the epidemic is real. Um, sadly, we have a president who does not want to acknowledge that many of these drugs are coming across our border, our southern, southern border is just pouring across, and an administration that just continues to look the other way because they think the votes are more important than people's lives. So thank you again for bringing uh, an awareness and shining a light on this. Uh, it certainly is an issue that needs to continue to be addressed. Well, thank you for the phone call. I got a message yesterday from somebody who said, I just listened to the part of the show on fentanyl and heard a lot about cartel. Your focus is misplaced for 
a Central Indiana show. There are, there are several suburbs around southeast side of town where you can buy fentanyl sourced within the U.S. And actually, that's just an example of somebody not listening completely clearly because we did mention that a lot of the arrests now um, at the border or a lot of the arrests with fentanyl are coming from people who are U.S. citizens that have already infiltrated inside the country, not just at the border. People heard what they wanted to hear and didn't actually listen to the segment? Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah, so our point was, <laughs> yes. So our point was that the infiltration of fentanyl, it's not just at the border. It's already in places like central Indiana, and you need to be aware of that. I mean, we, we literally talked at length about how an Avon High School kid mm-hmm. died because of a local yeah. dealer. But yeah. hey, you know. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the party, Casey. <laughs> Thanks. You'll find that happens quite often. <laughs> uh, okay, somebody called uh, about... Um, obviously, the the, the the woman who committed this terrible atrocity in um, Tennessee mm-hmm. was a woman who was transitioning mm-hmm. to becoming a man. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of talk about transsexuals and just various things related to that. And somebody wanted to weigh in. Transgender issues, if the press would drop it, there would be no issue. It's only because it keeps being pushed by the media. Thanks. Have a great day. Which we had talked about that yesterday. Of did all did all of these transsexual people secretly exist for the all out human history, and mm-hmm. then just the past five years have found the courage to come forward, mm-hmm. or is it that? Because of the look at me, the influencer society, the media hammering this home, that people are being, for lack of a better term, influenced or manipulated into going, yeah, you know, that's me too. And I'm not going to believe that human history just got it wrong the entire time in the past five years. Now we've seen the truth. I believe it's the cause du jour Mm -hmm. and people are being, again, influenced or deceived into... Or manipulated into going, yeah, that's me too. The problem with this, though, is it involves taking drugs that mess with your body, your mind, you know, potentially chopping off or growing things. I mean, it's irreversible stuff in many cases, and that's going to mess with you. Mm -hmm. They're publicizing their day of vengeance on April 1st. I don't know if you've heard about Who, this. the transsexuals? The, the trans movement. And I really feel like there's going to be this uh, transgender versus Christian collision course. I, that's kind of where we're heading because the two are at complete odds with one another. Yeah, and I think that's where we have to continue the conversation about, again, through all of human history, there was a micro fraction of the population who believed, you know, I was born in the wrong body or mm-hmm. I should be this sex or and I'm not I'm not disputing that they're they're all throughout human history pre say 2018 that there were people out there who probably genuinely believed that. But there's no way that in the past 5 years mm-hmm. the percentage of people that actually believe that or think that without being manipulated into believing it or thinking it or doing it because it's trendy or getting attention. Oh, aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Because it's trendy. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
There you go. Yeah. And it's having real damage to these people because they're injecting things into their bodies. They're, I mean, you're going, you're, att- you're attempting, you're not actually doing, but you're attempting to go from being a woman to a man mm-hmm. or a man to a woman. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you were born the thing that you were. There's a re- that's what first of all that's what God wanted you to be but also when you try to change that I mean that's not a you know that's not a botox injection no I mean that's its own thing but I mean define nature I, this is just unbelievable that we wouldn't think that there would be severe ramifications mm-hmm. for people attempting to change their sexual identity yeah yeah <laughs> I got in a conversation with the dude about this last night, and I don't feel that all transgenders have mental issues. No, we didn't say that. Not saying that at all, but I don't like my left arm anymore. I'm just, I want to have that removed. Is something wrong with it? No, I just don't like it anymore. I don't feel like it serves me well. It's just, I don't want it to be part of my body. So I'm going to have that removed and I want you to start calling me lefty. Well, why do you feel that way? Well, I don't I It's just not the way I feel. I, I was born into the wrong body. I shouldn't have this left arm. Okay, we need to explore that a little bit more before we cut off that part of your body. Yep. And we are now, and again, this is where it comes back to why we are so adamant about the Republicans in the Indiana Senate failing to pass that bill that says the government cannot take your kid away from you if you do not support them going through this transitioning. Look, if you want to chop or grow when you're an adult, you want to you want to take the shots, you want to do all the stuff associated with it, go right ahead. You, you know, you're going to deal with the ramifications for that the rest of your life, but you're an adult. But when you're a child... You have no idea what you want. You have no idea what you want to study. You have no idea what you want to do for a career. You have no idea who you want to date. You have no idea what you want to be. You have no idea who you ultimately want your friends for the rest of your life, who they're going to be. I mean, you don't know anything. No kid does. I didn't. You didn't. Kevin didn't. No, Kevin still has no idea what's going on, and he's 27 (laughs) years old. You don't know. You don't really start getting a firm grasp on life. Mm-hmm. You know what's the old saying? Youth is wasted on the young mm-hmm. until you're in your, I mean, at least for me, it was like my mid thirties where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, here's how it actually works. Here's how it actually operates. And the idea that 13 or 14 year old kids should be able to make those life altering decisions. That's, that's, that is beyond ridiculous. And the fact that the Republican party in this state, the Republicans in the Indiana Senate would not stand up for parents who are saying, yeah, that's also ridiculous, that the government can take your kid. And for those of you going, oh, that'll never happen. It did. That's why there's a bill. Mm-hmm. Those those parents in Anderson, and I heard them speak, this, is, this was last fall, got their kid taken away from them because they did not support that kid transitioning because they said, you are a child. You don't know anything. And just because you're influenced by your school or your friends or your whatever, we are not going along with that. DCS took the kid. That's why there was a bill in the House that overwhelmingly passed the House to begin with. And for some unknown reason, Republicans in the Indiana Senate said, nah, we're not doing that. Come on in, government. Take someone's kid if they believe in this nonsense. He also mentioned that he thinks it's the media putting it out there. Well, yeah, when USA Today honors a biological male as the woman of the year when ESPN yep. does the same thing when the first lady does the same thing yeah it's being put in our faces 
All right. Uh, we've got some more phone calls, but I want to make sure we have time to get to Hammer. Because okay. this will be your last day this week to be able to see Hammer. I know. And so maybe next hour, <laughs> because we did get some really good phone calls about Queen. People are obsessed with the imitation oh, Queen really? that's, that's out on tour right now. Yeah, with Adam Lambert. So um, why don't we talk to Hammer, and then maybe next hour we'll get to those. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ten forty-nine. it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. I want to talk about Netflix for a second. Can we talk about Netflix? Yeah. Because for a little while, I was all into Netflix. Like, let's jump in the time machine here, the old hot tub time machine. Go back about three years when COVID first started. Tiger King came out around that time. Mm-hmm. And this whole country was all about COVID and Tiger King. Yep. It was a crazy time in this country. And everybody was into Netflix. And I used to watch it all the time. Now, I... I don't think I watch Netflix very often. No. Not as much as I used to, anyway. And the reason I'm bringing up Netflix is I saw a story yesterday. We talked about it on our show. Netflix is coming out with a movie about the band Kiss. Mm -hmm. You know, we just gave away tickets to Kiss uh, last week or the week before. But it's not going to be like a documentary. Because I do love their documentaries, and we'll get to that. But this is like (laughs) one of those deals like they did with the Motley Crue movie. That either Mm -hmm. one of you see The Dirt on mm-hmm. Netflix, the Motley Crue story. No, I, I, uh, that seems more like a you thing than a me thing. It's, I did see uh, the Pam and Tommy thing. Oh, well, I've seen a lot of t- Pam and Tommy too. I've seen some Brett and Tommy. I've seen How long did it take stuff. you to download the ta- uh, Pam and Tommy video back in the AOL dial-up days? Oh man, it was a while. Because <laughs> I know you were at the front of the line. <laughs> I think I may have had a VHS of it. Uh-huh. A buddy of mine had a bootleg copy Seriously? and we watched the video. Uh, yeah, yeah. Put it the old VCR back in the day. <laughs> Kids, ask your parents about it. But uh, the Motley Crue movie was based off the book, The Dirt, Tommy Lee wrote, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Some very interesting uses of uh, egg rolls. But <laughs> the movie wasn't a documentary. They casted people sure. to play their role. Oh, yeah. And like the most famous guy was rapper Machine Gun Kelly. He played mm-hmm. the role of Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. So everybody's talking about this Kiss movie that's coming out. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm looking at the money that they pay Adam Sandler, Netflix. Uh-huh. There's no way they're going to get anybody worth a damn to be in this movie. And when they released the trailer, it sounded like they were trying to temper the expectations. Coming soon to Netflix. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gene Simmons. You wanted the best. You got the best. Kiss the movie. <laughs> All right. Due to Joe Biden's inflation, Joe Biden's economy, and Joe Biden's horrible (laughs) supply chain, we've had to make a few cuts in the budget. (laughs) So get ready to rock and roll all night and party every day with Peter Chris being played by Carrot Top. Well, it's hardly just a skull. I put it on my head and it's a skull cap. Ace Freely being played by... The guy that did the voice for Alf. You could see Elvis in one of the crowd scenes in Gandhi. <laughs> Paul Stanley, played by Gary Busey. I can go to your mom and start a small fire in the panties. And Gene Simmons, played by Richard Simmons. <laughs> hey, I want to dance with somebody. Kiss, the movie, coming soon to Netflix. Uh, uh.
<laughs> I love that you had uh, the puppeteer for Alf. <laughs> Budget cuts. Mm. So, on the subject of Netflix, again, that movie sounds like it's going to be horrible. I did watch a documentary that was uh, referred to me from both of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know this story existed until I heard you talking about it. It's the story from the 90s mm-hmm. where Pepsi had this promotion yeah. to where the more products of Pepsi you buy, you earn points. You could use those points to buy various swag items from Pepsi. Yes. And the commercial they had back in the 90s said at the end, Harrier Jet, like this big military (laughs) Harrier Jet, 7 million points. But they didn't put a disclaimer at the end saying, you know, this is a joke. This is not available, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Some dude said, you know what? I'm going to get 7 million Pepsi points. And he found a loophole in the rules where you could buy points. And he found a financial backer. And it ultimately ended up being like $700,000 to try to get this $33 million U.S. military-style Harrier jet. And it went to court, and it was crazy. And Michael Avenatti shows up Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And it was really fun. It was a wild, wild trip. Pepsi yeah. Where's My Jet yes. is the name of the documentary. And you're right. It, this kid, it's amazing what my dad used to say this about uh, all the time. So my dad was a federal law enforcement officer, and he dealt with some of the worst criminals imaginable. And he always used to say, some of these guys are beyond brilliant if they would just use their power for good. Yeah. Think about what this kid, who's the focus of the documentary, could have done. The mental capacity he had to calculate and then come up with the plan to secure the Harrier jet. Mm -hmm. And if he'd have used that for something worthwhile, we might have cancer cured by now. (laughs) We might have flying cars, but no, he, he used it on this. He laser focused on getting that Harrier jet. And then Pepsi said, well, you know, civilian can't own that. We can't even find one for sale. And then he went out and found one. Yes. There was a shady guy that has Harrier jets. Uh And again, if you watch this thing on Netflix, it's, it's a real quick watch. There's like four episodes, mm-hmm. but they're only like 40 minutes a piece. Yeah. And I can't believe I'm going to say this. You find yourself rooting for Michael Avenatti. I know. He was likable in that, wasn't he? So this kid needs like a, a pit bull lawyer, mm-hmm. somebody that's not one of his buddies to go after the corporate giants of Pepsi. Mm-hmm. And there's this up and coming lawyer from California that's not afraid to go against the big guys. And it's freaking Avenatti. And I love that they're rolling down the road together. They're staying in hotels together. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're right. Avenatti does come off as somewhat endearing in this documentary, but then you realize shortly after this was filmed, I believe he went to prison for one of the many offenses that he committed. <laughs> Trying to extort and shake down Nike. And you could see a little bit of the the extortion. The, f- the future of Avenatti. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. The future of Avenatti and the way he was trying to take on Pepsi in I this. think the most heartbreaking part was that kid, the, the central character in the whole story, he just waited every day. He was checking the mail to hear from Pepsi. Did they get my points? When's my jet coming? And every day he would go to the mailbox and he would wait and wait. And then finally he gets the letter from Pepsi and he opens it up and there's couple of coupons for a free 12 pack. <laughs> right. The Jelly of the Month Club might yeah. well be that. Oh. Hey, can we make a big announcement on this show? Yes. Now, you know, sequels are rarely as good as the original, but in this case, I think it will be. Uh, I have once again been hired to drive your boy to the prom. What? Yes. Yes. Rob Kendall is back. Did he find a back. date? He uh, has one. Okay. Yes. Um, 
And uh, so, yeah, we're ready to do the thing again. Now, uh, are we going to hang out downtown? I want to. Because last year, if you remember, you know, after you had dropped the the kids off at the prom, we came back here to the radio station. We were kind of hanging out on the balcony, just waiting for things to die down, and you'd go pick up the kids again. Well, that's when there was some action out here on Monument <laughs> Circle. Right. And when I say action, like 20-plus police cars, a pretty big brawl, yeah. and the circle was blocked off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, we had no reason to lie about this because one, we had video, and two, police audio exists. But then some lackey in the PR department <laughs> at the police said you guys made it up. Oh, there was nothing serious going on this past Saturday. It was a brawl. I mean, it was like, mm-hmm. like it was like, you know, some terrorist attack or something that happened on the circle. Now, they, listen, if your idea of nothing serious is the circle being blocked off 20 police cars for a brawl, what the hell is serious? <laughs> so again, we're approaching the one year anniversary. <laughs> Don't lie to us. We're like your only friends in the media. <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Casey's going to saunter into the studio That's for the right. side piece. Sauntering. Tony Kennett will join us and the biggest stories of the day. Thank you, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.